Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Ryan Sarah, and I'm the Director of Digital Training for 314E. And today we're speaking with two training leaders from Baylor Scott and White Health about how recent training initiatives have played a major role in preparing, empowering, and redirecting staff resources to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'd like to introduce you to Jerry Rankin. Jerry has over 27 years of experience as a physician practice leader and is currently the vice president of large system operational informatics, where she is the enterprise uh, organizational strategic liaison for system informatics, the executive operational bridge to technical teams, She's responsible for the alignment of technical EHR training teams across the system and provider and end user proficiency leadership. Also with us is Nick, Nicholas Edwards, a senior training manager with Baylor Scott and White Health. He's been with Baylor for the last nine years and has led the implementation of computer-based training throughout the system. In addition, Nick has led the initiative of the EHRs and other technology at several organizations and has extensive background in developing innovative training solutions, instructional design, and workflow redesign and lean methodology. Having worked with Nick over the last year, I can see how he incorporates that lean thinking into a lot of his decisions. We're excited to have you both with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Jerry, could you please tell us a little bit about Baylor Scott and White Health? Sure, I'd be happy to give you a quick overview. So Baylor Scott and White Health is the largest not-for-profit healthcare system in Texas. We have over 50 hospitals, ambulatory clinics, surgery centers, pharmacies, we even have a health plan. So you name it, we are a complete healthcare system. Um, to put it in perspective, our geographic spread is basically the size of the entire state of Indiana. We have over 49,000 employees and we work with around 7,500 physicians. Well, that's a big footprint. The COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted so many aspects of our lives right now, both personally and professionally. We're, we've all heard about healthcare organizations that are struggling to adequately staff their ICUs and other departments that are providing care to affected patients. And many organizations are trying to find ways to effectively communicate changes and to train their staff, but it's hard to bring people together to address problems when everyone has to be six feet apart. However, that isn't what's happening at Baylor Scott and White Health and why we're here to speak with you today. Jerry, can you tell us about your solution? How has Baylor Scott and White Health been able to effectively communicate changes and updates to the end users to support the organization's COVID-19 response? Yes, I'd be happy to. So what's surprising about our solution, Ryan, is that we were already preparing for something like this over the past 18 months and we didn't even realize it. You know, none of us knew we were coming on a pandemic. Um, and as we were working on this, we did not know that we would be in a situation where we would need to communicate policy and system changes on a daily basis, very quickly and sometimes hourly. And then also we would have to be able to flex in such a way that would allow us to quickly cross train end users to meet the needs of the organization. So I said we um, were already prepared, so how did we do it? So first of all, I wanna start uh, by explaining a little bit about the team. So the team that did this work is our enterprise technical training and support team. So we are informatics, we are not IS. 
Um, we can collaborate, collaborate really well with IS. We communicate with them on a daily basis. We have a great working relationship. But us being in informatics gives us the ability to be closer to the business because we really are the bridge between operations and the technology. Um, the training team being positioned in informatics has ensured our training program has been a priority. And because of that, uh, we were positioned well to, to transition to computer-based training modules. So basically, over the last 18 months, we have replaced all of our instructor-led training with computer-based training. And I have to tell you that when we started on this journey, we got some pushback, um, even internally, from people that were like, oh, you can't do away with instructor-led. But we knew that um, we had to be scalable for our geographic size and our team member size. So as you said, we're a big territory. We have a huge headcount. And so it's important for us to be able to deliver the training really timely, quickly, because the business wants it quickly, and also consistently across the entire enterprise. So in doing our computer-based training planning, we contracted with Ensiley. So Ensiley is our vendor to help us implement UPerform. UPerform is a content management system um, it also has content development as well as content deployment. And so that platform worked really well for us in developing our computer-based training. So all of that was in place. So when this COVID-19 thing came, we were able to quickly develop cross-training curriculum from what we had already developed to meet the needs of our business because our resources were being asked to go support the ICU, go support ED, go from outpatient to inpatient. So by having that, computer-based training already complete, we were able to flex very quickly. So that helped us be prepared for our COVID-19 training needs. But we weren't necessarily really prepared for the communication challenges that were to come. I mean, I guess maybe we were, we didn't even realize that as well. I'm happy to say that our team was able to rise to those challenges because of the groundwork that we had already laid. And we were able to leverage you perform even more to provide an on-demand access to critical information via two different access points within EPIC. So, you know, organizationally, like all other organizations, we have a ton of ways to communicate with each other. I mean, we do it through Teams, we do it through WebEx, we have Zoom, we have SharePoint sites, and there's almost too many ways. You know, our end users get bombarded from a lot of different things. So our goal was to cut through all that noise to provide a one-stop shop for information. And so the changes that come daily, sometimes multiple times a day, we wanted our end users to have access to the most updated information when it was happening. So we accomplished that by leveraging UPerform to put a COVID-19 button in the patient header right within their normal workflow. And that came from the content deployment part of UPerform, something that we were getting ready to start exploring anyway. So what this did was this drives everyone to one place. We don't have to worry or they don't have to worry about misplaced emails, rifling through tip sheets or hunting down SharePoint sites. They are able to just click a button right in their workflow and get the resources they need. So additionally, we added a video visit button in that workflow as well. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but one of the things, Ryan, that I really want to point out is the differentiator here is that this training team has a, also a very small and mighty technical team. So we are able to bring technology solutions straight to the business. We don't have to filter through 
a robust IS approval process, which is necessary, especially for an organization our size, and we work with on a routine basis. But this particular um, situation, we were able to take that technology solution straight to the business quickly. And we would not have been able to do that without having this small, mighty technical team on our training side. Today's segment is brought to you by 314E Corporation. We are a healthcare IT consulting services firm, top ranked by class for EHR implementation and support, including end-to-end training, interoperability, data analytics, custom programming, as well as managed services and staff augmentation. To learn more, visit 314e.com. That's the numbers 3, 1, and 4, followed by the letter E, 314e.com. Jerry, I think the way that you're leveraging technology to solve your training needs is really interesting. Could you provide a little bit more detail about that, that technical solution you were speaking about? Yes, absolutely. Well, I don't know that I can, but I'm going to, this is when I'm going to hand it over to Nicholas Edwards. Nick is our technical lead guru. He is our uh, leader of that team and um, can give you a lot more in-depth knowledge into the technical aspects. So Nick, why don't you take it away? Uh, thanks, Jerry. <clears throat> uh, we decided to implement and silo you perform in early 2019. Uh, Uperform is really three different applications that solve multiple issues for us. Uh, first, it's a content management system. The content management system allows us to curate all of our training materials in one location for both development and distribution purposes. And Nick, Jerry also mentioned learning content management system. How's that different than a learning management system that most people are familiar with? Can you describe the difference between the two? Oh yeah, good question. Uh, so learning management systems uh, are used to assign training to users and track completion. Uh, these are the systems that we use to assign things like epic training for new hires or annual compliance training. With a content management system, it serves as a central repository for all of our development files. Uh, this replaces the old spreadsheet we've all used to track the status of content when developing for large projects. So it allows us to see when content was last updated, we could then assign trainers and SMEs to update that content, uh, manage the different versions of that content, and report on all of our development activities. Secondly, uh, Uperform is a content development tool. That is, it can be used to create all of our training artifacts. Uh, this includes computer-based training courses with interactive simulations, tip sheets, videos, and more. It's like combining software like Captivate, or Storyline in Word or Screen Steps, which is an application used to create tip sheets. Uh, and lastly, it is a content uh, deployment application uh, that will actually integrate with Epic to provide context-specific training content via the Uperform uh, Learning Library. This means we can put links to training materials almost anywhere in Epic, and once the user clicks on the link, content that is specific to that area and that user will appear right there in the user's workspace. And I think that your learning library is new technology, too, that um, might interest a lot of people. Can you explain the difference between your LMS and your learning library and how they're different? Yeah. So as, as you may know, uh, we use an LMS to track uh, user completion for new hire training. Uh, the learning library is really an upgrade to the old SharePoint site that we and so many other organizations uh, use to store Epic tip sheets. Uh, the learning library is really for the end users and it's designed to support them in the flow of work. You know, really, uh, overall, Uperform is quite 
uh, a powerful tool, and it allowed us, along with some partners from uh, 314E, uh, which included you, Ryan, to convert all of our instructor-led training courses to computer-based training in just six months. Uh, that was over 155-plus-hour courses, uh, which is an absurd amount of work uh, to get done in that time frame. Um, this is what laid the groundwork for us to begin doing uh, some much cooler things with, with UPerform. Thanks, Nick. And how does, um, what does it take to implement a solution like UPerform as far as resources and time goes? Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's start with the team. Uh, I have a somewhat small but mighty team, as, as Jerry mentioned. Uh, the core of that team consists of three team members plus myself. I have one DBA who set up our user provisioning, which grants our training team and end users access to the content management system and the learning library. This setup is crucial because we're able to bring in user information from Epic, uh, which allows us to associate training content with our Epic roles and make role-specific training materials available for them in the learning library. Uh, this way, physicians and other team members uh, do not have to sort through a long list of documents that do not pertain to them. Um, he also worked with our Citrix team to implement a Citrix redirect for the learning library URL. Uh, this is another vital component of the UPerform Epic integration. Uh, this setup ensures that virtually no Citrix bandwidth is used as docs and nurses access training documents, videos, or anything else in the learning library when accessing uh, the UPerform learning library from within Epic. Uh, by doing this, we were able to ensure our CMIO and IS leadership that integrating UPerform with Epic would not negatively impact system uh, performance. Uh, the next team member uh, is an instructional designer uh, by trade. Uh, she designed all of the templates we use for content development. Uh, this allows trainers and SMEs to simply use the content development tool to capture screenshots, do some light editing, and produce a professionally designed course, uh, tip sheet, or, or even videos. And then lastly, uh, but not least, uh, we have a program manager who ensures that all content is, is deployed to the correct location and role. Uh, this includes making sure all of our users are put into groups and you perform, and then making sure the documents are correctly associated with those groups. And can you talk a little bit about the efficiencies that you've been able to gain with using UPerform? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so for starters, we saved over 17,000 hours as we worked with our 314E partners to convert our instructor-led training to computer-based training. That is, it would have taken us around 29,000 hours as opposed to 12,000 uh, to complete the conversion work with another tool like Captivate or, or Camtasia. Uh, also, since the tool is easy to use, uh, we were able to incorporate our credential trainers and other SMEs into the work. In short, we were able to effectively crowdsource our instructor-led training conversion project. Uh, that left us with a large body of trainers who were now familiar with the tool, uh, and we haven't let that large body of trainers sit idle for long at all. Uh, they immediately went to work creating tip sheets, uh, training materials for Epic quarterly bundles, uh, special updates, and other support materials. In addition, they're also now providing more at-the-elbow support, one-on-one uh, -on -one virtual support, and, and performing all kinds of other support activities. And how about your end users? How are they experiencing your solution? Yeah, yeah. You know, our end users are really the big winners in all of this. Uh, in addition to having access to more training services and materials overall, uh, we've reduced our training time, that's time spent in the classroom, by at least 40%. Uh, this means our docs, nurses, 
patient access and other team members now spend less time onboarding and are able to begin impacting patient lives quicker than before. And on the financial side, uh, those hours saved in training equate to millions of dollars in salaries uh, saved each year for an organization of our size. Another efficiency uh, for our end users uh, that was on our UPerform roadmap included integration with Epic. Uh, the integration reduces the amount of time end users spend searching for training materials. Uh, while this was on our roadmap uh, for later this year, COVID-19 definitely accelerated uh, that roadmap. So in, in collaboration with IS, uh, we were able to fast track this change through our IS governance process and collaborate with the appropriate Citrix team members and Epic analysts and put a link to COVID-19 training materials and other related information in the patient, uh, in the Epic patient header. Uh, we placed it in the, the patient header because uh, it's a centralized place that cannot be modified by end users and every frontline care team member uh, will see it. As a result, our hits to the learning library have risen by 250%, uh, actually over 250% uh, since putting the button in the patient header. Uh, we include not only Epic tip sheets, but links to policy changes, care recommendations, and links to other helpful websites. So it's really a one-stop shop for all things COVID-19 uh, related. And our physicians and nurses have, have loved, have, they've really loved this. Uh, as Jerry mentioned, they, they no longer have to go searching for an email or try to find an internet site uh, to get to the information uh, they need. Instead, they can just click on the link during their normal workflow. Uh, in support of our frontline team members, uh, we were able to create approximately 50 unique cross-training curricula to support COVID-19 as well. Uh, we quickly determined uh, we need to ensure our training solution would allow for our nursing team members to work uh, in the ICUs and EDs. Uh, so within a day, we had cross-training curricula developed for these two areas, uh, and this resulted in hundreds of our nursing team members being able to float to these areas. Uh, so we started with nurses, uh, but as I said, we created approximately 50 curricula. Uh, that spans nursing, physicians, ancillary, and patient access team members. Uh, so we were able to take existing curricula and create fast-track training courses to assist with flexing team members to areas in need of support. And we're still creating more courses as needed. Uh, at this point, we're able uh, to create an entirely new course in one day um, in support of our organization's needs. Wow, that's impressive. And do you know how many Epic clients have integrated you perform in Epic? <laughs> uh, now, now, not to toot my own horn, uh, but we're amongst the first to do this sort of integration, and it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, and Sally does have a growing healthcare community and they're in the Epic App Orchard. Um, you know, we were able to lean on our Epic TS and other Ansiley community members for advice and for questions. Um, you know, but it does feel pretty cool to be part of, a, part of a group that's doing things on the cutting edge of professional learning and development. Thank you, Nick. Um, Jerry, what's next for Baylor Scott & White Health in the use of UPerform and computer-based training? Well, the future, yes. Um, we are starting to get very excited about all the potential that we could use this for. Um, our first plan is to repurpose the COVID-19 button. Hopefully we'll get to do that sooner rather than later. Um, we're going live with Storyboard in September, so we would like to repurpose that because we know that we will want to give people direct access to training, and so we're hoping to, to, to do that with the Storyboard. Secondly, um, we're going to be collaborating with IS and informatics to kind of determine where we should integrate into Epic. 
because we know there is a lot of opportunity there. So we want to make sure and do that strategically. Um, in fact, placing the COVID-19 button in the patient header has been so successful that we're now integrating training materials in other areas. So like I mentioned before, we're starting with the video visit workflow. So since our providers and patients have been challenged with adopting this technology quickly, by putting training materials directly in the video visit encounter navigator, we have been able to provide training materials at the fingertips to our providers. You know, so now they can kind of do some good old fashioned on the job training. Um, you know, it's not learning from a colleague or maybe some bad habits, but they're getting direct access to training documents that have been approved by our Epic Governance Committees, and they're right at their fingertips, right in their workflow. So that has been really well received, and so that just gives us some real confidence about how we could um, implement this further. Um, another thought is in our collaboration with IS, we think we can help reduce the level one help desk calls. And so how do we take a look at what they're receiving? What are those topics? And then how can we use UPerform to put content in the appropriate workflows so we can keep those calls away from the help desk from the very beginning? So we're excited to work with them on that. Um, I think one of the things though that I'm the most excited about is this helps us address one of our biggest challenges. And that is how to get information to the end users. I mean, to the front lines. You know, we all have newsletters and why new, while newsletters are good, they're really not the answer. Um, we know that context-based assistance right within the workflow is a better solution. I mean, we can get changes out to leader, through all our leader channels. We can get them to the physician leaders, to the operational leaders, but oftentimes it doesn't filter down to the frontline user who needs it every day. So this is going to give us an avenue to put that information right where they need it in their workflow. And that, that is really exciting to me. Um, and I think lastly, um, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is just the continuous improvement of our computer-based learning tools. Just everything um, that Nick talked about, not only embedding it in tip sheets and just all kinds of things that we have been able to do. Um, you know, I was in operations for over 25 years before joining the informatics team. And I can tell you that getting staff trained quickly and efficiently is a valid business need. It's something that your operational folks are asking for all the time. So anything that we can do to speed up that process is a huge win for our system. Um, I, I just can't say enough about how proud I am of the job our team has done today. And, and I just, I'm excited about what's coming in the future. I really, really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to share this with you today, Ryan. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to thank you both for taking time to share your story and about how innovative training practices are actively enabling Baylor Scott and White Health to better meet the needs of the patients that you serve. Thank you. It's an well, honor. Thank you. Thank you.